and welcome to the Enchantress Society with Tia Johnson, a place where you get to be you, where you get to unlock your magic in a sacred and judgment-free zone. The Enchantress Society is your witchy sisterhood of enchanting women who guides and supports you along your spiritual journey from the mundane to the magical. I invite you to sit for a spell as I interview guests and spill the spiritual tea on how we can create the magical life we deserve. Hello, magical one. I cannot wait to introduce you to this episode's guest. She is truly amazing. And you know that this topic of grief and reclaiming your life is near and dear to my heart. Grief is the sole reason why I started my business. I was grieving, having watched my grandmother slowly die from cancer and my pop-pop who it, it took a toll on him and starting my business was rooted in helping those who were also grieving uh, the pursuit of getting certified in various spiritual healing practices is what fueled that process. So I'm so appreciative to have Christina come on a show and share her story, provide insight and show what happens when we allow ourselves to heal, but also push through this topic, navigating life, managing grief, and reclaiming your life with Christina Fleck, celebrity makeup artist and CEO of Pretty Girl Makeup. Christina is a celebrity makeup and hair artist She is the creator and CEO of Pretty Girl Makeup. Her work is inspired by her love of beauty, fashion, music, and art. And she channels these passions into her goal of making her client look and feel beautiful on the inside and out. Previous clients include actress Hilary Swank, former Secretary of State Condoleezza Rice, 27th White House Press Secretary Dana Perino, Senator Ted Cruz, Forbes Magazine, and the New York Times, among other notable names and brands. Christina was married to professional tennis player Ken Flagg up till his death after a brief bout of sepsis in 2018. Since then, Christina has dedicated, has been dedicated to raising public awareness of the dangers of sepsis and has partnered with Sepsis Alliance to produce awareness campaigns highlighting Ken's story. Christina has spoken about the topic on notable news sources such as Fox News, KTVU, NBC Bay Area, Tennis Channel, ABC Bay Area, and CBS. Christina, welcome. All right, Christina, I am so thrilled to have you here. You have such an inspirational and beautiful story, and I am so appreciative to have you here to share your story because life threw you a couple of battles, and I know it wasn't easy, and when I was just going over all your amazing work, a successful business, you also spend time to help people understand 
the uh, awareness of sepsis and sharing your your battle with grief. And what I love, what you coined here is to learn how to smile in the face of tragedy. How does one smile in the face of tragedy? Well, first of all, thank you for having me on your show today. Um, That is a really great question. I think my daughter, Melania, uh, taught me how that, I remember my husband, I was married to Ken Flack. He was a professional tennis player. He was number one in the world with his partner, Rob Seguso in tennis. Um, And he passed away four years ago from sepsis. And so I remember I was in my office one day, she had come home from London and I was just, I don't know, losing my mind. I was crying and mad and a million emotions, but she said to me, mommy, you have to be grateful for the time that you had with daddy and not for what you don't have. And so that is how I put a smile on my face because, you know, when God blesses us with someone special in our life, whether it be for a day, a month, a year, or forever, we do have to be grateful for the time that we have, because we're not, when someone comes into our life, that's special, it's not guaranteed that you're going to have a million years. So that's why every day is important. Every minute is important. When you meet that special person that you love, don't waste time. Mm. I can't stress that enough. It's if you feel something for someone, explore that and and don't think, oh, I've got, you know, maybe next year I, I have time. You don't know what you have. You may have time, but you may not. And you never want to have that regret, I feel, in life that, oh, gosh, I wish I would have done that. Or why did I wait? Or why did I hesitate? Sometimes you need to just take a leap of faith and 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 fly. And so and you and you may soar. Yes. Oh, man, that is truly beautiful because when we're going through tragedy, that's not, at least I know for me, just having it to deal with the deaths of my grandparents, that was the furthest thing from my mind of, you know, treasuring those moments. So I love that you have that support system that showed up in your daughter to say, you know, we have to treasure those moments. Those moments can be so fleeting at times. Absolutely. That's absolutely true. And I think it's just important you know, being grateful and, and gratitude is just, I've really learned that to be just incredibly important in life that being grateful. I, I, I say I'm grateful like a thousand times a day for I'm, mm-hmm. that I have this time with you for, you know, the beautiful sunny day that my children are healthy and happy, my work, where I live, I've got a million things to be grateful for. And I remember I was on this show on the doctor channel and the woman was introducing me saying that we've got this special guest and she's a celebrity makeup artist, a CEO and all these things. And she's had the most tragic life. And my eyes nearly popped out of my head. I thought, Mike, so when I came on, I said, I'm going to have to respectfully disagree with how you introduce me. I, yes, I am all those things, but my life is not tragic. It's Mm -hmm. had tragedies, but the last thing I am is tragic. That would mean that I've given up and failed and I don't give up and I don't fail. In fact, I have this uh, quote on my desk by Babe Ruth, and it's, I love it. It says, it's hard to, to beat a person who never gives up. Mm. And that's kind mm. of my philosophy at the moment is just, I don't give up. I, I, you have to keep trying and, and life gets better. And you just, there's so many things to be grateful and thankful for. And to focus on a few of the things that aren't so perfect 
is, is really a waste of time and being angry. I, I, of course I miss my husband and my son, Bo that passed away and my mother that passed away and my business partner, Steven that passed away, but mm-hmm. I'm just grateful that I had them in my life at all. Right. So. Right. And, and to be able to reflect on that at any given point really helps also with that process, because now, like you're saying, I don't give up. That fuels me. That keeps me going. And that, that narrative shift of no, 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 not tragic, not tragic. I love that because a lot of times people wish they had someone to say it's going to be okay, or, you know, just to, to be there for them in some capacity. So those words are so powerful to so many people who are listening right now. Right. It's true. And I think it's just important for people to wake up and, you know, happiness is a choice. It's not something that you're guaranteed or that Mm -hmm. is always there. You have to decide, I want to be happy. And what do I have to be happy about? And I wake up every morning. I tell myself, I love my, I love you, Christina. Uh, We're going to have a great day. And I think about, you know, three or four things that I'm grateful for and that I'm going, that are going to happen. And I have a great day. I'm not saying there's not bumps in my day or things that go wrong, mm-hmm. but I really just try and focus on all the good things and be happy. And I, I can say that I'm almost never, ever in a bad mood. I, I, it feels foreign to me and really uncomfortable. And so I, I just try to be happy. And, and it's funny because I think I get a lot of work as I'm still a makeup artist, even though I'm a CEO of my company, I get hired by people repeatedly because of how I let leave them. I mean, I am a very good makeup artist, uh, obviously, but (laughs) I wouldn't have all these work, but I, I think what the biggest thing is, is how people feel after they've had an experience with me, whether it be a makeup lesson or I do a photo shoot or, or teach them um, a makeup class. It's how I make people feel. And I think that is like the biggest gift that I give the world is, is making people feel better than when they arrived. And uh, I had a really great experience a few months ago with this lovely girl named Ivy. She's a teenager and she had some bumps in her road and uh, her stepmother had brought her to my house. I was, I gave her, it was a pro bono uh, makeup lesson. And I taught her, you know, different makeup tricks and how to, you know, to select the proper makeup for her skin tone. And she left. It was just remarkable how different she felt. In fact, she Mm -hmm. sent me a note a couple of weeks later saying that she felt so good about herself that she applied for a study abroad program and now, and she got it. And so she's going to be going, I know I'm so proud of her. And what I, we were talking just about life and different things. And I said to her, you can have the life you want. You just have to decide what you want. And the clearer you are with the universe, the universal, that's my other quote, set your mind on a definite goal and observe how quickly the world stands aside to let you pass. Mm. And so that is, um, that's kind of like what she did. And, and she said, I don't think I would have applied for the study abroad, but I, I want my life to be a certain way. And, and it's going to be. And I just thought, my gosh, that was like, that just filled my heart to hear from her. So, ah, that is so beautiful. When you look good, you feel good. When you feel good, you start to do things that maybe you would have second guessed, you know, 
maybe even a little bit of self-sabotage. And you actually answered one of my follow-up questions was going to be, how did you find your happiness again? And it sounds like your happiness is also rooted in helping others to see the, the beauty within and, and just giving them that, that extra bit of confidence or that push through your, your, uh, your services. It's interesting. I, I often, every day I listen to the Calm app and there's the Daily Calm and the Daily J. And yesterday it was so interesting. He was talking about how people, you know, we want to make the world a better place and things are so crazy right now, like with Ukraine and all this. And there's, we feel like we want to help, but we don't know how. And what he said to do was service to give back when you want to help, you don't need to like go help the entire Ukrainian nation. Obviously we can't do that, not to take that on, but to do one little thing to help make the world, or if things seem unsettled in your life. And that's what I did after my husband passed and my son passed. I, the sepsis Alliance contacted me about raising awareness for sepsis. And then I started I don't even know how this happened, but speaking about grieving in a positive way, because after my son Bo had passed away 15 years ago, uh, I started an educational fund at the Northern Light School in his name. It's called the Baby Bo Fund. And then my husband had participated in the the golf, there's a celebrity golf tournament every year to raise money for the school. And so after Ken passed, I started the Ken Flack Educational Fund. My son Bo's twin, Ben, is a golfer. And for the last five years, he has uh, been at the golf tournament and they put him on a hole. It's called uh, Beat the Kid. And so he's raised money every year for his brother and his daddy's foundations. And what's so remarkable is that last October, Ben raised $36,000 playing in this golf tournament. Um, And that enabled three children to go to private school for a year. So he's been doing this for, I think it's his sixth year. So every year he's raised enough money for two to three kids to go to private school. And mm-hmm. that changes lives, communities trickling down to the world. And so that is mm-hmm. something that gives me great joy and pride of all my children. They have all participated at the Northern Lights School, helping out in the golf tournament or going to the school and helping with a teddy bear tea or reading books to kids. And so I feel really great about that. Um, it's, I think the greatest thing that you can teach your kids is by example, not your words, your actions speak so much louder. My, my daughter Rose told me that she said, mommy, your lectures on drugs and alcohol were really lame, even though I thought they were award-winning after five (laughs) kids, but she said, your actions, the way you conduct yourself, the way we've never seen you drunk or high, the way you, you know, you deal with all these obstacles with grace and dignity. That is so much more Mm. profound to us. And I thought, wow, I didn't even realize that my actions really spoke so loudly to my children. Yes. And the, the beauty behind that too, is that that's who you are. That's your integrity. You are showing up as yourself and your children are seeing that and feeling that, and it's, it's just going on and on and on. And when, when people do that, it's just such an inspiration of and in, in itself. Because when, when I, at least I know when I see someone act that way, I think I can do that too. Like there's hope, there's that, that possibility. And, and, oh yeah. And, and I I was going to say, so with with that, that possibility, what are some of the, the things that you see that are going to 
say and and that the healing sector that you believe will, will pop up for people that they can continue that healing process as they're going to say create something or if they're going to work on just spending time with themselves so they can grow do you see some changes that are happening where people won't feel so alone i think well I went to a grief camp after my husband died and there was a woman rabbi there named Sherry Hurst from Los Angeles. And she had written a book that I recommend highly, whether you've lost someone or not, but it's called we plan and God laughs. And Mm -hmm. it's, it was such a helpful tool to me because it taught me that there's inevitably always going to be bumps and things in the road or waves. And we have to learn to ride the waves. We have to learn that yes, a bump, you know, I, I don't think failing, like, I don't believe in failure. I think the only failure mm-hmm. in life is not trying. And so to me, not, you know, the, you have to get uncomfortable sometimes for change. That's mm-hmm. unfortunate. But if you're okay with being a little uncomfortable, it's, oh, it just seems like it, oh, everything always tends to work out on because of what you're focusing on. I focus on positivity and how I want things to be. I don't focus on what I want not to happen. And so Mm -hmm. the universe kind of leads the way once you're clear on what you want to have happen. I think with the beginning stages of grief, I remember after my son had passed, I was really an emotional wreck. And so after Ken died, I really knew I couldn't go down that dark path. I decided I'm super disciplined normally, but I became extra disciplined because I knew that my kids could not handle after losing Ken, me losing my mind. So I started working out twice a day and it wasn't like a big hard workout. It might've been a walk or ride my horse or go to Pilates or yoga or something. I just needed to get outside and get some air. Um, I, and I remember not thinking if I don't get too tired, I, you know, if I got too tired, everything seemed so much worse than it was. If I got too hungry, another, if I didn't get exercise or if I didn't think of things that I was grateful for and just focused on negativity, that was a problem. So if, when, if I could keep those things, you know, kind of controlled, everything was a little softer. I remember thinking at the beginning, I just want to feel normal. I just want to feel normal. I kept saying that over and over. And what I learned, uh, a week after Ken died, um, my agent, you know, had called me, obviously she knew what was going on, like right when it happened. And two days later, she said, what can I do? And I said, just book me a shoot. And I don't care who it's with. I don't care what they pay me just because my happy, I always am happy when I'm on set. I'm like extra happy. Mm -hmm. So I thought, oh, as soon as I get on set, I'll feel normal but I wasn't, it was only seven days after my world had gotten turned upside down. And so I realized that I had to create a new normal. My old normal didn't exist from when I was married to Ken and being, you know, with him and married, it was that, that no longer existed. So me thinking that I was going to feel like that again was kind of crazy, but it, it took time. It's, it really time heals. And it took a long time to, to process and heal and, and help. What helped me was being of service and, and raising awareness for sepsis and helping other people not feel what my family and I have felt with the loss of him. And so I can't tell you how many people from all these different interviews that I've done have emailed and called me and direct messaged me on social media saying that they didn't know what sepsis was and that 
thank God they knew because their person was saved because they knew, saw what the signs were. So that brings me joy and helps me. And it helped me find my, my way back on my, my new normal path. Yes, absolutely. And what is sepsis? Sepsis is an infection of the blood. Um, it affects all your vital organs. So it could happen from a cut or an infection. Like my husband had bronchitis and it turned to pneumonia and then he became septic. So what happens is there's an infection of the blood and it attacks all your vital organs and they start shutting down. It is incredibly aggressive. It is not one of those, you know how we get a cold and think, oh, if I don't feel better tomorrow, I mm-hmm. will, I'll go to the doctor. That's not what sepsis is. If you have any of the signs and your listeners can go to sepsis.org and scroll down, there's a little diagram that says time. And what that means is T is for temperature. You can be incredibly hot or incredibly cold. I is for infection in some place in your body. M is for mental decline. It's hard to rouse them. And E is for excruciating pain. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, you feel like you're dying because you are. And you, there is not a tomorrow with sepsis. It is today. You need to get to the emergency or your doctor, get a blood test. Um, and if, if you are septic, get on an IV antibiotic and, and you will survive. Uh, but if you wait too long, there's a golden window. And if you don't get in that time, you, there will be loss of life, unfortunately. And I'm, I can't tell you how awful that feels that my husband lost his life because the doctors didn't see him and they misdiagnosed. And so, you know, it, it does bring me joy to hear other people surviving. Yes. And thank you for promoting that awareness. And, and in this process of creating your new reality, where does the, the makeup portion come in? How, how did that get started? Well, I started as a makeup artist when I was a little girl. My mom had been diagnosed with stage four brain cancer. And so she had chemo and radiation and lost her hair and her skin was discolored. And she was going out on a date with my father. And I thought, oh, let me, mommy, let me help you get ready for your date. So I got what few makeup products she had and I did her makeup. And remarkably, I transformed her and she felt so much different. It was just interesting Mm -hmm. to see how she, we're all visual people and it's not superficial. It's just reality. There's nothing wrong with looking and feeling like the best version of yourself. If looking like the best version of yourself helps you feel like the best version of yourself, like why wouldn't you want to do that? Um, So she felt so much happier. I could see her little sparkle back in her eye. And so that always stayed with me. Like I, that just made me, I, and I still, to this day, it makes me so happy when I have a client come over or I go on set and I transform them to looking like the best version of themselves. So that's kind of how I started. I worked on family and friends, and then I reached out to photographers and did weddings. And then I I don't know. I got published in, a, in the San Francisco Chronicles, the first publication that my, that my work was in. And I was very blessed to get great agents. And um, it just kind of, you start work. I got uh, my agents, you know, book me with all these different fashion houses and different celebrities and uh, TV shows. And it just kind of started from there. And I've had such an amazing career. I'm so grateful. And I've had so much fun along the way. I I love my job. I just finished a TV show for the Food Network uh, called The Great Food Truck Race, the 15th season with Tyler Florence, who's one of my best friends. And uh, we did six weeks uh, down in Los Angeles and San Diego 
for this, for this food truck race. And so that was super fun. And I did the new CEO of uh, Ford Motors and Instacart. And ah, I had a great job in March. I did uh, People Magazine with Rita Moreno, uh, who's 90 and she's, you know, had the most in- incredible career. So I've, mm-hmm. I've been very, very blessed uh, to work and meet these extraordinary people. I love that. And it's, it, it reminds me of music and food. It, it brings people together. And it also, Absolutely. yeah, and it also lets people to step out of, as you were saying earlier, a little bit of their, their comfort zone, you know, use this, this eyeshadow and you're so, you know, professional and your, your aura, everything is just so welcoming and just like, yeah, you can do that. So what are some delightful surprises you experienced when you entered this, uh, this industry? Just having time, like I get to have my little Oprah moments where I have Condoleezza Rice in my chair by myself for an hour. Um, you know, Lars Ulrich from Metallica, Journey, uh, Hillary Swank. I get them all to myself for at, at least an hour, maybe more. Uh, Dana Perino, Tucker Carlson, all these amazing people, uh, Bobby Flay. I, it's pretty much a dream. Like how, how often are you getting paid to go do something that you love with someone that is just an extraordinary person? I mean, it's like such the gift with purchase, right? Absolutely. Absolutely. And, and, and doing so again, it's, it's like, you just get more and more enriched. You just learn so much about people. Oh are my there- gosh. So much. Yeah. And, and, and I, I would imagine that, you know, there's so many people, different walks of life. Is there a common denominator that uh, you have to help them get over a hurdle? Like, it's okay. Try this. You can wear a foundation as a guy. <laughs> Are there those, those things that help that, that you have to like, you know, encourage them a little bit? I think people, I try to let them know that they, you know, don't need to keep doing their makeup the same as when they were 16. Um, that, you know, to, a lot of people are really uncomfortable with looking different. Like we all see ourselves differently. It's funny. I did a photo shoot yesterday for me, uh, for new headshots for me. And I have a makeup artist that I trained and she's amazing. And she knows that there's like, and I've said this, but I didn't even realize how much I was like that. Like, it's really hard to get in front of a camera if you're not feeling that you look like you, right? And so I just remember yesterday, like she did, I, I had her add a little more liner to the top and the bottom. And I thought, oh, wow, that's my weird thing that I need. So I feel comfortable in front of the camera because it's not my normal place to be in front of the camera. I'm, un- mm-hmm. I'm uncomfortable. And so it is important for people to feel like, I try to tell them, look, why don't you just try this one time? It's not tattooed on your face. Try it. Give it a try. See how it photographs and see how you feel. And it takes some people. Some people are just totally uncomfortable and refuse change with how they mm-hmm. look. It's their look. And that's that. And that's okay. Mm-hmm. But, you know, part of my job is figuring out in literally two seconds whether someone wants to talk whether they want me to listen, if they want quiet, I have to figure that out. And so that's one thing that I have a pretty good skill in reading people and, and being respectful of, of what their needs are for them to go out in front of the camera and feel good about. Sometimes they just need like with Tyler, some days he and I are laughing and chatting. And then there's days that he's 
really introspective and he's thinking about something or he's on a, on a conference call and then we just don't talk. And I just, I try to be as respectful as I can with my clients about their feelings and, and what they need to go out to be the best versions of themselves. Yes. I love that. The best version of themselves. Sometimes when I, I talk with people, they would say, oh, I don't have time to learn makeup. I don't have time to do my hair. You know, it just seems like it's just so involved. What do you say to people just to help get them started? Like, hey, you can do this. And, and here's how. I tell them, get your ass up an hour earlier. Okay. Like, <laughs> that's what I say. I mean, I was up today at 530. I was at Pilates at 715 get up earlier. I make sure like when I was on the the show with Tyler not too long ago, and I know I'm bringing it up a lot, but it's just because of experience I've had lately. I made sure that I were, I, I would get up super early, go to the gym in the hotel, or I would go to a yoga class if I had a day off or after work, uh, instead of going and having a glass of wine and eating dinner, I would go work out. There is time in the day to do everything. I make sure I have green juice with me on set. Um, I, don't do anything different. I, I, I'm probably even a little stricter when I'm traveling for work because I know if I don't, it just gets totally out of hand. So I make sure that I work out every day, that I'm drinking tons of green juice and water. I bring these thermoses. I have three of them. I fill them up with water, different ginger powders, different teas, and I just make sure I'm hydrated all the time. I bring almond raw almonds on set. I, I make sure... Sh- it takes a little time, extra time to wake up a bit earlier, but it really sets my tone of my day. It was so great at, you know, eight o'clock I was done. I didn't have to work out. I could, I had the whole day. I don't even have to think about working out and I have my water all prepared. I had my green juice. I, you know, I, and then I always try when I'm out to just, even when I'm super hungry and it's so easy, like, Oh, I want to grab an ice cream or something donut. I go and grab some watermelon or fruit. Uh, and I just, it, you have to be disciplined. If you want to be thin and healthy, you have to make healthy choices. And that's just it. Yes. That discipline is crucial. And I'm so glad that you are really emphasizing on that. And, and so when it comes to the, cause it, it sounds like that you are really focused on your mind, the body and spirituality. Absolutely. You have, it, and that is so amazing. Do you have a set amount of, let's say, hours in the morning that you dedicate on a regular basis? Do you have a set um, playlist that you listen to? What's what's a day in the life in, in in your morning? I know you mentioned you know you work out and things like that, but what's what's a, a, an overall day in the life? I'll turn on Good Morning America for a little bit while I have my tea. You know, mm-hmm. I have my water, my green juice. Um, I always I eat pretty much first thing when I wake up. Um, I listen to the Daily Calm, the Daily J. My dirty secret is I love Howard Stern. He's my best girlfriend. I listen to him. Um, he has the best interviews of people on, you know, like tomorrow. Yeah, tomorrow he has, you know, Harry Styles on. It's like, oh, nice. I love his interviews. Um, and I listen to a lot of happy music. I, um, you know, a lot of Motown. I love it. Uh, you know, yes. Pink. Uh, Christina Aguilera. I just like, it just keeps me in a positive way. Sometimes I'll be here, like I'm in my office today. I will just turn on classical uh, violin music and just have something peaceful. I, I don't, I've really training my brain to now 
not need constant boom, boom, boom. I used to be like, yeah. oh, I need to have more caffeine, like more green tea and listen to loud music. And now I'm really learning that my mind needs some quiet time. Um, sleep is so monstrous. I just had this conversation with my business partner, Jordan, um, about sleep. It is so, people want to know like, oh, how do you look good at your age? And what is it that you need to do? Drinking tons of water, the green juice, not eating a lot of foods that are processed, a lot of meat, a lot of salt, a lot of sugar. Your body will reflect on what you put into it. Um, and sleep. So it's so key. It's not called beauty sleep. Uh, it, that's not a joke. That That's real, right? Uh, I went to bed at like 8.30 last night and I read my book. And I turned on my meditation app after like, after like half an hour because I feel that there's... If you're listening to positivity um, when you go to sleep, it's just kind of like how you're going to rest and calm your mind down. So I have had to learn to calm my brain down because it's going. Yes. (laughs) Well, I mean, you're you're doing a lot, so I I can't imagine your brain would be slowing down. Yeah, but it's important to learn to. I have had to learn and I'm, you know, it's still like a struggle, but of just having some quiet, like getting in the car with my water bottle and just having quiet and not needing stimulation of the brain. It's, it's really to be highly effective. I think as a business person, you do need to have some peace and not just because it's, if you're constantly going, 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 you're really not going to be as effective, you know, multitasking, I just heard this on my uh, meditation app on the comp is it, you know, doing two or three things at one time, you're really not doing any one thing. Well, if you and I are having a conversation and I'm like checking my phone, I'm really not present with you or the phone, right? You're kind of half-assed mm-hmm. in both things. So mm-hmm. I turn my phone off for, for my interviews and it's, I don't want to see anything. And unfortunately my partner's been texting me. I can see it on the computer and that, but that's now learning to, I'm going to have to, he's going to come over. I'm going to have to disconnect it. It's just, I'm really learning that, wow, that really does distract my brain because I'm really trying to be with whatever I'm doing, whether I, you know, I'm here with you having conversation or my kids or my business partners or whoever, I'm really trying to be present and not be distracted and put the phone yeah. away and have some quiet. It's hard. It's, it's really, it's an addiction. And I think we all have it, unfortunately. Yeah, absolutely. And I love that you mentioned the, the quiet, the, the silence. That tends to trip people up a lot because you have to be with your thoughts. And the best way or one of the best ways you can discipline yourself to create that new reality to run an amazingly successful business is to be with your thoughts is to understand who you are. And in some ways being in in your own little bubble. So you can perform at a high level. It's true. And I also think like sometimes at the end of the day, if I get, and when I start getting thoughts of like, Oh, everything's up, like feeling really intense. I know that I'm really too tired and I need to shut it down and I need to go get in bed and read my book or just, like look out at the water. I have a beautiful deck and I will go out there with a blanket, even if it's freezing cold. Cause I live near San Francisco <laughs> and uh, 
Coldest winter I ever spent was a summer in San Francisco, says Mark Twain. But uh, it really does help being outside, going on a hike, even if it's for 10 minutes. I think if people could feel that they don't feel they have time to work out, it doesn't need to be any big thing. Go out, just tell yourself, I'm going to go outside and walk for 10 minutes, power walk, maybe do a few push-ups, some sit-ups and stretch a bit. That's, you know, if, if you can do 10 or 15 minutes a day, it's better than nothing. It's really being consistent with everything. Consistency is a, a big thing for me right now. Just being consistent with, with everything. Mm-hmm, absolutely. And so when, when people come to you for advice, what are some of the, the questions that you wish they asked you? Some of those like burning that you're just like, oh, like, yes, this, this is what you need to know. Um not, don't worry. It's a waste of time. I think you'll get whatever you focus on. So it's better to focus on what you want than what you not want. Um, to be kinder to yourself. I think my, one of my friend, my friend, Diana Stogo said to me once, you are so loving and kind and generous with everyone except yourself. She's like, you beat the crap out of yourself and it's insane. And I thought, wow, I didn't even realize I did. We all do that. We're so critical of ourselves. So I've learned to try and be a little kinder with myself, a little more patient and focus on what I did finish in the day, not what I did not complete. And I mm-hmm. feel a lot better. I, cause I mean, we all do this at the end of the day, like, Oh God, I didn't get this. I, you know, you make the list of what you didn't get completed, but what I'm trying to do now is think of all the things that I did complete and feel good about that. And no, tomorrow's another day. I had this Jordan and I were having this conversation about running a company. Uh, My sister-in-law was starting a new company and she was saying like, she wants to get everything done. And I just said, sister, it's never going to be done. As soon as something's done, something new is going to pop up. It's like when you're running a business, as you know, it's like, it never ends. And Tyler said something to me once he asked how my company was. And I just said, oh my God, it's so much money and time. and And he said, you know what? If anyone knew how hard it was to be exceptional, no one would do a damn thing. It's not easy, right? It is better. We don't know, but also know like it just isn't going to end. And it's, here's another little advice I would tell my kids, like I've told my kids, figure out what you love doing so much that you don't mind not getting paid, but then figure out how to get paid. Mm -hmm. Right. And because when you start a business, you're not getting paid, you're putting for example, my makeup company, I put money into my company, you know, for years and years. And I had another job being a makeup artist. So that was like plan A, plan B. And they both, I'm very blessed that my makeup career helps my makeup company and my makeup company helps my makeup career. A lot of people I get hired because they're like, oh, wow, she has her own makeup line or, you know, it, they, they both complement each other. So I think if you're starting a business, maybe start it part-time, perhaps figure out what you can do to do like something, you know, one thing, and then you can do the other thing that you can do both. And then that yes. way it's mm-hmm. not so gradual. Some people are, don't, I really dislike hearing people say, I hate my job. I hate where I live. Blah. They just sit and complain mm-hmm. and do nothing to make change. Well, do something different. If you don't like it, make change. There's no, the failure is just sitting in that muck of yuck. Then, Mm -hmm. because 
I've had, believe me, I have had many uh, what people would consider failures and I don't consider them failures. I consider them, uh, how do I say it? I consider them uh, learning lessons, bumps in the road, uh, bumps that took me down another path that I didn't need. I know I needed to go down. And Mm -hmm. sometimes things we think are happening to us are happening for us. So when something doesn't work out, I've learned with my old age that it's actually a blessing in disguise. And, and I have to trust the universe is watching over me. And my husband is watching over me and my son and my mother. Um, they're mm-hmm. watching over, my angels are watching over me that maybe that wasn't supposed to happen. Yes. It's like, uh, how does the saying go? The, the best thing that never happened. You know, sometimes we have our mindset on doing something or creating a business and, and it may work for a little while, but then it's, you know, done, you got to get rerouted. So it's almost like a combination of the best thing that never happened and getting rerouted. And then boom, one day, as long as you keep tweaking and tweaking, you arrive. And what a feeling that is. Yeah, it's true. That's true. It's, it's interesting. I think that's the beauty of getting older of, of just feeling like good in your skin and and just knowing everything's going to work out and be happy, enjoy the process of whatever it is you're going through. Just try to enjoy it because it's there. You know, why, why not enjoy it? Why make it be a negative experience? Absolutely. And so your business, Pretty Girl Makeup, I love the name. It's Thank just, it just sounds so like, yeah, like, yes, let's, let's do this. Yes. And, yes. And, and, and so with your your business, can, can you uh, tell the listeners more about that, you know, the products and, you know, everything that's involved with, with your business? Well, I've created um, a long lasting lip gloss <laughs> and I worked with a chemist for almost a year to formulate it and get the colors right because I'm, I was self-funded until like literally I'm getting funded now after all these years to expand and we are going to have another division of, of Pretty Girl. Or we refer to it as PGM and we're going to call it um, I'm Too Busy. And so because it. it kind of fits my life of and I don't find that to be a negative connotation. I'm too busy. I'm too busy, but I'm still getting everything I need to do to get done. And I'm still have mm-hmm. a very full and you know, fabulous life. And so uh, we've got lip gloss right now. We're going to expand it into skincare and with um, it's going to have a, a CBD, which is really great for anti-aging, anti-inflammatory uh, for your skin. So we're excited about that. And just being able to have enough funding that's not on my American Express card to like expand my company, right? <laughs> right, right, right. Yes, yes. I don't want American Express to be my partner forever. <laughs> the styling partner. <laughs> yeah. No, totally, totally. And and I love that you are, you know, so open about that because the, the process of being an entrepreneur is multi-layered. And oh, just as, totally. as you were saying, absolutely, just as you were saying, if people knew like <laughs> wholeheartedly all the things that were involved, people may say, mm, I'm gonna opt out and they could be missing their their big ship. So I'm, I'm just so glad you died. I'm glad that I didn't know. I'm glad that I didn't know how hard and how long. I mean, look, I started my company in 1999. It's 2000, it's 22 years. And if someone told me that 22 years ago that I was going to still be doing this and paying it for it all myself, 
I'd been like, oh, I don't even know. I don't even know what I, I don't even know if, where I thought this was going to go. I think I thought at the beginning it was going to be super easy, um, which was good that I thought that. But then my son passed away and then my husband passed away. And then like, you know, and but I've always been able to go back to Pretty Girl and be a makeup artist. And that's kind of kept me in line of, of having these goals. And, you know, I think some of the blessings of having more time on my hands is being able to focus on my career and being able to travel with my clients and do different things that I wasn't able to do when I was a wife and, uh, you know, mother of kids that are school age and I had to drive around. So mm-hmm. everything in life, it. I don't look back. I have some friends that are like, don't you wish your kids were still little? I'm like, oh, hell no. I love being a mother. No, like I love them. I love to see them. I love who they are, but I like having this alone time. I like being able mm-hmm. to like, not have to be constantly, oh, I've got to get in the car and drive someone somewhere, pick them up or d- different things. It's really a time, I guess, cause I had my kids so young that I'm a- actually able to have that time that I didn't have when I was having kids when they were little and I, you know, was being a full-time mom. Yes. That is so beautiful because sometimes people lose their identity in the process. And when their kids get older, they're trying to figure out what's next. And you, you know, the, the framework that you had for so long really helped you to heal and shift realities and just walk them in a new way for you to create a life that is unconventional in some ways because you're traveling with your clients, you know, you're running a business, you have a lot going on. And so when, when people are, you know, seeing that you are such a great example of, yeah, you don't have to go the conventional route. You will probably have to put, you know, your, your money where your mouth is and require more of yourself. And sometimes that doesn't get relayed often. And myself included, back in the day, I swore, oh, five years, my business is going to take off. That was the thing I heard. Oh, yeah, on average, it takes five years. Like, hmm. So yeah. I like that you provided that insight. Right. And, you know, think about this. Instead of me thinking like, oh, my God, my, my company isn't like bought out to like Estee Lauder or something. Well, I've had a company for the last 22 years that's got no debt, not one dollar of debt. And it's making money. And so that's something to feel like accomplished, proud of, and to feel that I'm still able, that my agents still book me these amazing jobs and that I still work a lot. And I'm really grateful. I, 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 you know, I really wake up and I'm excited to get to work every day, you know, whether it be in here into my office or if like on Thursday, I'm shooting with Tyler in, in San Francisco and I can't wait. I shot with him last week and, um, or actually was it Monday? I think it was Monday. (laughs) All the days are meshing together. (laughs) So actually it was last Friday, but I'm so grateful. Like, I love that I have such great clients that are so much fun that I love to work with and that I'm able to express myself artistically. That's another really key thing. I love owning a business and having that in my life, but I still have, I am an artist at heart and I like having that time to, express myself artistically. And that makes me, I think, a better CEO because I still have that part of me that really enjoys the creativity that I need to feel fulfilled that you don't every day when you're doing interviews or you're, you know, talking numbers and, and, and all these different things that are, you know, 
part of running a business, right? Right. Yeah. And that is such a crucial piece too. I was talking with someone the other day about how somewhere along the lines, we tend to lose our creativity, our expression, or sometimes it gets dialed back from the time we're in uh, kindergarten where the, the room is beautiful primary colors and everything's bright. And by the time you're in high school, I call it Windows Default 98. It's like just navy blue and gray. So what are some tips you can give people just to get started on to tapping back into their creativity and expression? I think start with your bedroom. You know, I I think it's super important not to have a lot of clutter in your bedroom Mm -hmm. to keep it really blissful. I have, I don't like, there's not, there's no clothes lying all over. I I make it, I I really try my office. I try to have it be a beautiful, I, my home, I try to have candles and flowers and keep, you know, it very neat and organized because that, that keeps me from getting overwhelmed and feeling like things are messy. Like I really think it's important to wake up every day and make your bed and make sure everything's orderly and put away. Cause that just kind of sets the flow of how I want my business. My car is clean. I don't like let, why am I going to sit in a car filled with garbage and that's dirty? Like energetically, that's just not good. Right. So I really try to, what I can control of my life of keeping my house and my room and my office clean and orderly. I do that. My partner, Jordan and I even have conversations on how we lead our lives that he and I are very much of a a similar mindset of how we eat, how we exercise, how we have balance in our life, how we meditate, all these different things that he and I, you know, we're really dear friends uh, that, but we kind of teach each other, how to be better versions of ourselves. He's mm-hmm. got some new program that he's going to show me later on today about, you know, use organizing your time and using your time and not constantly checking the phone to doing it. Like you're going to mm-hmm. check your phone from two to four to respond to emails and even training your world, your outside world of your friends and family. Obviously if something's wrong with my kids, if they call me twice or text me twice, okay, I mm-hmm. need to respond immediately. Mm-hmm. But Think of how many times you look at your phone in the day. He told me today there was like 140 times that there's notifications on his phone that he's no longer getting distracted by. So how much more efficient his time is with the company because he's not getting distracted with little things. He's using it. He's has much more time because he's not getting distracted with all this minutia of, oh, Instagram, Facebook, you know, LinkedIn Mm -hmm. and, you know, all this craziness. So, but you have to be so disciplined and retrain yourself. And so he and I are doing that as a team because we think that we are going to be more effective as a company if we both kind of live our lives this way. Even our sleep, we both think now it's like super important that we go to bed early and get up. He's waking up at 4.30, the gym by five, you know, he's back in the office ready to go at seven showered, fed, dog walked, the whole deal. And so we both kind of live that way. And I think he and I are very compatible because we have a similar mindset. I think it would be very hard if one of us was a night owl and, you know, wanting to start work at 10 or 11. Mm-hmm. But so I think part of our success as a team is because we have a similar mindset of how we can be the most of the best versions of ourselves in the workplace. 
Yes. Oh man, that was something that it needs to be in an ebook, <laughs> some type of book, and really because some sometimes people when they want to work with someone, they don't take into account, like you were saying, you know, the compatibility. When I were, was interviewing uh, my project manager, one of the first things I said was, I'm a night owl. So it's okay if you're working on something at midnight, you know, and she's a night owl too. So we work well together. And, you know, also is that that challenge piece, you know, to say, hey, you know, you are you okay? Can I help you with this? Let's do this together. And, and, sometimes people overlook that process because they just want to have maybe people on their team or they just want to reach a certain goal and they skip that compatibility portion. It, it's, you don't, it's funny if you think about it, like Jordan's like my husband, he's my work husband. So we do need to be compatible in everything. And if you think about it, how are you going to be a successful team if you're both like all over the place? It's just, right. I mean, I, I'm sure there's tons of different people that are super successful that way. But for us, we think that it's, it makes us, takes us to another level. So I think it's, you have to figure out what works for you and your team, I guess. Mm-hmm. And that's super important. And I think, uh, but getting enough rest, it's so, I just heard a podcast on the Calm app by uh, LeBron James. And he was saying how, he takes a two hour nap every day. And obviously he's a professional athlete and that's not going to work for you and I to take a two hour nap. (laughs) But if you think about it, taking a, you know, 10 minute rest, closing your eyes, you are going to have a little bit better Mm -hmm. afternoon to take a bit of time or go outside, get some fresh air. It's having balance in your life and time to decompress, I think you're going to get, be much more of an effective business person and, and a better wife, mother, partner, friend, if you're well-rested and, and feeling balanced. Yes. And, and also to help you deal with so many things in life, because I, I just, I'm thinking back to when I was going through that process of dealing with my grandparents passing, who I was so close to. And uh-huh. Yeah, when when you're not sleeping and and granted, like I was also going through school, had a full time job. There were other things that were going on, but you're so right. When you have that strong foundation and just knowing who you are and understanding what you need, your needs, your wants, it helps so much more. And then you can show up for the people in your life and show up for your business and burnout is less likely to happen. That's I I think you're right. I it's it it. It takes a little bit of time and discipline, but I think, and sometimes, you know, it helps to write down a schedule, write down what you have, what you need to get done. And, and every day I have a notebook and I write down things I need to do. You know, I have like a long list and then there's things that are quick and I, and that also is kind of satisfying. Like, oh, okay, that's off. That's off my list. That's off my list. And then there's inevitably going to be things like today I had to take my son to the dentist, the last, the orthodontist, the last minute. And okay. That was one more thing that I didn't really expect to have to do today, but you have to do it. So instead of feeling like, Oh, I didn't get something done. Well, I took care of my son and that was important. And I was able to have lunch with him after we went to whole foods and grab lunch. And so I try and make whatever experience is happening to be a positive for all involved. Right. I I, I feel like sometimes we, well, I, I'm, no, I'm getting better at this, but sometimes we don't give ourselves enough credit. 
Oh. And we look at like just certain things. <laughs> That's for sure. We are so harsh on ourselves. We need to start being our cheerleader instead of, you know, beating each other, like beating ourselves down with oh, what we didn't get done. Right. Absolutely. So we've covered so much about grief, ways to overcome that discipline, growing a business, starting a business, transitioning, any final words and any upcoming events that you want the listeners to know about? Well, we would like, Jordan and I would like to offer your listeners a 25% discount uh, using the discount code pretty girl. Uh, if you go to prettygirlmakeup.com and please follow us on Instagram, P-R-E-T-T-Y-G-I-R-L-M-K-U-P and Christina Flack Makeup. Uh, we're on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, uh, LinkedIn. We appreciate the support and the love. Awesome. Beautiful. Well, thank you so much for sharing your story. Yes, such beautiful insights. And again, I I just love how you persevere. You just, like you said, you just kept going and you gave yourself that space and grace for that process. That's such an inspiration. And I truly thank you for coming on the show and sharing your parts of your life. Well, thank you. Thank you for having me. And thank you for your beautiful show. It's so great that you give that gift to the world. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. So to everyone, you know, I'm rooting for you, sending you so many blessings. Be kind to yourself. Until next time. Thank you so much for tuning in, Magical One. Let's keep in touch. Join the VIP email list by going to tmariejohnson.com. And as always, I'm sending you lots of love, many blessings. I'm rooting for you. And remember to be kind to yourself. Until next time.